Hey, good morning. The Lord is king. The Lord is king. Still on his throne, y'all. Hey, my name's Chris. I'm one of the elders here at Moran Park. And I just got a couple of announcements before we get going this morning. Um, we are going to, this morning is our time where we are coming together after our week of fasting and prayer and seeking the Lord's face. And we're going to, in the context of worship this morning, have an open mic time uh, to be sharing uh, what the Lord has uh, shown us in his word, uh, what he's pressed and pressed upon our heart, what we've read in scripture. So that, and then we're going to also include some time uh, for you to in, include in that some time to share uh, about future direction of the church and what, you, what was impressed upon you concerning that. So that's coming, and we're going to do that all in the context of, of worship. So more on that in just a few minutes. I do have two announcements, and I just kind of want to make sure I read them to get them right, so bear with me. Um, this is from uh, Catherine, our, our staff member who oversees children's care. Um, we would love to open up one elementary classroom, she writes, uh, grades one through five. However, we really need a minimum of four adults to teach it. We will have everything you need to set, set up. You just need to show up. Anyone interested can email me at kathy at morampark.org, and I will get you the paperwork you need. Once we have four people, we will get it going. Okay? So, what's that? Kathy with a K. Kathy with a K. Uh, the second announcement is that Joy Hartman, uh, our staff member who oversees care here at Morampark. Joy, where are you? Raise your hand. We love Joy. She has prayerfully made the decision to go from full-time to half-time status here at Moran Park. And she has been approved to work under Doors of Hope uh, as an umbrella for her local ministry. This will go into effect in the next couple of months. She's ready to start support raising for this other half of her ministry. This decision has been in process for some months, and the elders have been fully aware of it. This move will help Joy leverage resources and expand her ministry of care to those who are in need and come her way for support. So, let me get out of the way and brother lead us in, lead us in worship. We set aside last, uh, this past week as a time of fasting and praying, praying together. And we're breaking our fast this morning uh, together. Uh, though I did speak with somebody yesterday who said, the Lord has not given me permission to let go of or to go back to the thing that I was fasting from. I need to keep pressing in. So maybe that's you as well uh, this morning. But nevertheless, as a, as a community together, um, we are coming back together after this week. Um, and what we're now going into is our, our time, like we said last week, an open mic. Uh, time to uh, share what we've heard from the Lord as we've, as we've sought his face together as a community, as we've pressed into him, as we've sought his heart, as we've gotten back into the word, as we've said no to good things so that we could have the best thing, as we could have time lingering in the presence of Jesus, um, that we could hear again afresh from him uh, and hear his heart. We also said last week that this would include time for sharing about direction for the church. And as you pressed into him, he 
he leads us. We, we want him. We don't want, we don't want the direction. If I have to have one or the other, I want him. But as we press into him, as we know his heart, he leads us and guides us, right? So if we seek the direction, we might miss him. If we seek him, we, might, we, get, the, we get the next steps is the, is the hope and prayer and is um, what we're hoping for uh, this morning. So we invite you to share. You may also raise questions. We all, not just a few people, special people, have the Holy Spirit. We want to know what the Holy Spirit is saying together among us as a, as a body. We want to discern what he's saying to Moran Park. Yet this will be a time of listening. The elders will not be responding. They will not be responding to things that are raised. We will not be responding to trying to answer the questions. It will just be a time of listening. Just be a time of listening to the Lord. Just be a time of listening to each other. Love each other this morning. Listen well. Be good listeners. We want the Lord to speak. We want each other to speak and in the midst of him speaking through us. So in the sense, if you're a visitor this morning, you've kind of walked into a family, mad, a family meeting. <laughs> so I don't know if we have any visitors this morning. Welcome. Good morning. I hope that uh, as you enjoy our family meeting, uh, that you get a taste of, um, we hope that you meet and encounter Jesus this morning among us. Some ground rules. I'll go over th through these quickly, but we need to have a few. There will be a three-minute time limit. Uh, my brother Al, who's an elder uh, here, will have his phone. That thing is going to go off with a loud beep, 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 or whatever, whatever tone he's got after three minutes. And I need you... As a, as a courtesy to, to wrap your, your final sentence up after that thing goes off. You can, you can stop earlier, that's fine. You can, you can be shorter than that, but three minutes is the time limit so that we can be fair and impartial with regard to how much time that you receive and that we can hear from as many as people as, as possible. Number two, the tone of our speech must be respectful and wholesome as the Lord expects of his kids, okay? Um, number three, the three minutes are not to be used as a response to what someone just said before you. So if somebody says something, you don't like it, and you want to come up and correct that person, refrain. We want to hear what you heard from the Lord this past week, not, not, a, not a kind of a, a fiery re response from what you just heard from somebody, and you want to you say something different. Um, so it's not supposed to be a debate time. Number four. We will apply Matthew 18 to this time. If you don't know Matthew 18, let me just explain kind of the summary. If you have a problem or issue with a specific person, it is expected that you go to them privately and address that issue with them privately. So now is not the time to, if you have a specific something, anything with somebody, we don't air that concern here, okay? You need to go to that person and take care of that, not for you to express or vent frustrations at a particular person. Number five, this is an also an opportunity for us to test. Stacy has for years uh, instructed us how to test words and, and hear and, be one and decide and discern whether something's from the Lord or not. Test stands for does it point us toward Jesus with what is shared? Does it point us toward Jesus? Does what is shared uh, edify and build up the body? Does it square with Scripture? Scriptures are our only final authority for faith and practice. If it doesn't line up with scripture, we can disregard it, okay? 
we should disregard it. And then finally, the, the last he is together. We process these things together as a community as we all um, seek the Lord uh, together. And does it encourage community? Does it build community? Does it build together in Christ? Uh, number six, please state your name before you speak. Uh, Carol, another elder uh, here at Moran Park, has her computer up here. She's going to be trying to summarize and capture what you say so that we can have these for future reference as we meet together as leadership. Uh, so she's taking notes down here. And if you could just, if we don't, we don't all know each other's names exactly. So if you could just kind of share your name as you come up, that would be fantastic. Number seven, finally, we're only going to have about a half an hour or so, give or take. Um, if you do not get a chance to share today, please email your what you wanted to share to the elders at elders at morampark.org. We want to hear from you. Okay, we want to listen. I think that's all I have. I'll be up here to just kind of monitor and sit by and have a front row seat. Um, the open mic is open. My name is John DeHaan. I just, as Chris was saying, the ground rules and stuff, and I don't even remember if it was our prayer or not. The thing that really struck me just now, I didn't, is something I'm reminded of often. We can be questioning, we can be asking, we can be doing all of that to the exclusion of meeting with God. If we lose his presence and who he is in the avalanche of we got to get direction, we got to figure this out, we've lost. The day will come when we will face him face-to-face, face. he'll look right to us, and it'll be like, you know what? You kind of lost your way there at Moran Park, and I, all I wanted you to do was to meet with me. That's all I wanted. All the, every, all the drama, everything that's going on. So uh, that was a good reminder, you know, for me. If I lose him in the process, what have I gained? Nothing. So, hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, John. Uh, getting close enough. I can't hear it. Is it coming through? Okay. Um, thank you, John. I'm Bob Druitter. We had our time of praying here together this week, and I went to a lot of them. And I think what came through to us as much as anything is exactly what John just said. God wants to meet with us, and he wants that to be our focus. Early in the week, he said to us, I want to refine you like silver. Purify us. Separate from us. Separate out from us all the striving and struggling and stuff. James 4.1 says, you here you are. You're fighting at each other because you have these strong ideas, these strong passions, and you're holding on to them, and it's causing trouble. Lay them down, and he says to us, 
come to me, meet with me, come in prayer. And as we did that this week, that's exactly what the Lord led us to do, what John was saying. We had wonderful times of fellowship with the Lord, and we met with him, and we found that unity in our love for the Lord. And he called us back to our first love and said, come on back. I want you to meet in that first love. And we found this is what unites us as a church. We want him. We want that first love. And he showed us. He brought in various individuals that gave us a message. He showed us that it's time to lament and to forget those things that are behind and move on. How, No matter how strongly we hold to that vision that God has given us, Time to lay it down. And he will show us his vision, which is probably totally different from anything that any one of us thinks. So as he went on through the week, he led us to that point where we could just enjoy being together. Just enjoy being together. We sang a song. I, I didn't plan to do this. I'm going to do it. We sang a song several times. I'm going to try to sing it. If you know it, sing along. Bind us together, Lord. Bind us together with cords that cannot be broken. Bind us together, Lord. Bind us together, Lord. Bind us together in love. There is only one God, there is only one King, there is only one body, that is why we sing. Bind us together, Lord, bind us together with cords that cannot be broken. Bind us together, Lord, bind us together, Lord, bind us together in love. My name's Sean Carmody. Um, one thing, uh, just verses that come to mind, that we, who is a rock like our God? We, we are not in a position of weakness. We are in a position of strength. Um, we are not looking at some horrible sin that has taken place and now we're all bewildered. There's not been any sin. Everything moving forward has been about God and his leadership and direction being sensitive to the spirit. And so we stand in a position of strength, not in a position of weakness. And as I was reading um, about the struggle between David and King Saul, um, David had been a shepherd boy. And he had spent a lot of time um, in En Gedi. And in David's mind, it, 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 it just stood out to me. As I came to the end of one chapter, it said that David went to the strongholds of En Gedi. And then Saul is speaking in the next, very next chapter, the very next verse. We have David where he want him. He is in the wilderness of En Gedi. David is looking at it. This is the stronghold of En Gedi. 
Saul is looking at it like he just went out into the wilderness. And so we are not out in the wilderness. And we need to, we need to allow God to speak to our heart and encourage us and help us to know and see that we are in the strongholds of the enemy. That in God we are strong. And God will see us through this and he will direct us and lead us to the right direction. And um, just, well, the other thing, and I think Bob made mention of this, is that we need to go forward in the Lord. It's, it's easy to look back, well, what, what did we have that was comfortable? What did we have in the past that, that we could kind of bring back in so that we can be comfortable again? I, I don't believe that God wants us to go backwards. I believe that God wants us to move forward. And that God has something very specific planned for us. And we need to trust him in that direction. morning. My name is Jody Foster, and um, I feel like God spoke to me the same thing that he spoke to some others, that we need to first return to our first love. If the Bible calls us to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, then to love our brother as ourself, we can't do that unless we love God more than our brother. And if we just try to come thinking that we somehow have something good to offer, God doesn't need our talents and abilities and efforts. We need him. And if we can really return to God and remember, remember what he did for us. Remember how he lifted that awful shame out of our hearts when he forgave us. That can help us to return to our first love and you know, when I first got saved, I wanted the world to know. I wanted everybody to know how God can lift this terrible shame and misery out of your heart. But we don't have a story to tell or a testimony to give unless we first have really seen God. And once we've seen him, we will love him. That part will be easy. So I just wanted to say that... Um, God doesn't need us. We need him. This is his church. And if we would but be willing to pour ourselves out to see God lifted up, he'll do a new work in us. He'll do a fresh work in us and in this church. And God's going to have his church. He's going to have his kingdom. And it's just a great honor that we can be a part of that. I'm thankful for this place. I know God's going to do a new work, but I hope that it'll always be a place where we can bring new Christians or even the lost yeah. and know that they're going to be treated with respect and honor, even if they don't know Christian appropriations like, you know, stuff that we've made it. So let's just return to the Lord with all of our heart, and it's going to be okay. Les Tucker, can you hear that? Okay. You probably all know that anyway already. But 
Um, I'm back row sitter. You know, I sit in about over there, and I sit in the corner over there. So I don't know much about this conflict that went on. I'm the farthest away from any of that. My passion is for the unchurched and for the addict and the alcoholic and all of that kind of those types of people, um, people with lost feelings, um, depressed, things like that. That's my passion. Um, so I don't know anything about the conflict because it's I'm too busy taking care of trying to take care of people. Um, but with that said, Britain was an excellent pastor in that regard. He he his missions, his sermons, his messages were to that level of people. So my coaching is to see if we can find somebody similar that preaches that type of message to the unchurched. Um, I'm an experienced church person. Sure, I need I need the message as well, but um, that's my passion to those to those people. And I have I have seen the number of those people disappear over the last few months because of whatever's going on but uh, I still have some faithful riders you know and so I that's that's my request for direction because it comes out of my passion so thank you so um, when we got this invitation from the elders I went to pray and I don't know if you've experienced the same thing, but it was like, oh, man, I don't know what's my thoughts, and I don't know what's God's thoughts, you know? Like, I don't know, I don't want my thoughts to dictate my response. Um, but I also want to, like, be able to hear from the Lord and contribute to what the vision is for where we're heading. And um, very first day and ever since, I read this out of 1 Corinthians, which is, uh, let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you thinks that he's wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is folly with God. And I felt like it was a check on me personally to, to um, no, okay. Yeah, um, I just felt like it was a check personally to me that the Lord was saying, Daniel, I want you to fear me in this process because we're talking about the direction of the church. And you, Daniel, can think that you know my thoughts. And then he led me to Romans 11. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord and who has been his counselor? And who's given a gift to him that he might be repaid. Um, so for what it's worth and kind of adding to the conversation, I just felt like the Lord was saying to me, possibly to us, as you seek me for my direction, um, fear me. And don't assume that your thoughts are my thoughts. And that's a safe place. That's not like a, like a fear me, you know. It's like a, it's an invitation because in the fear of the Lord, we find rest. 
life and, and vision. I'm Scott Van Slambrook, fellow sinner, redeemed by the Lord. Amen. Um, the Lord put on my heart um, just the verse of, if you are weary and, and burdened, come to me. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. And uh, just a reminder of who he is and the heart of who he is. Uh, reminded me of how he goes about things when we're in the middle of something that seems heavy. Is he just wants to show us another way. And it's usually done in a way that's just really tender and kind. But it feels hard in the process. So I would just, I guess I'm challenging Moran Park to follow in what we've spoken about in unity so far today was essentially just seek the heart first and the process will follow. Um, so I guess ending with continuing to ask the Lord, what is the heart of your church? What do you want? And I think he will lead us in that. I think he will show us what that way is. My name is Jack Vincent Olton. This is my wife, Kathy. Um, okay, so over the last few weeks, probably months now, in, the, in my prayer life, uh, praying with other folks, the, a lot of times our prayers, we're praying back scripture. We're praying back God's word. And... Um, it's just so evident to me that we just need to immerse ourselves in God's word. And um, if you get a chance, read Psalm 119. The whole, I don't know, 150 some verses, most of it's about his word, okay? I have hidden his word in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And your word is a light unto my path. And for us as believers, we need to keep getting together and hearing his word and praising him. That's the other thing. I just, I, I spend a lot of time in the Psalms, and it's just praising God for who he is. And that is everything in our being is to praise him and to lift him up. And I don't know what that looks like for Moran or how it looks like and whatever. I just know that we need to praise him. And um, I, I want to share a scripture out of uh, it's Colossians 3, chapter 3. I'm going to read it in the message because it kind of gives a different spin on it. But uh, it's Colossians 3, 12 through, 12 through 14 or 12 through 17. So chosen by God for this new life of love, dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. I don't need my wife to pick out my wardrobe. God does it for me. Um, He's picked out compassion, kindness, humility, quiet, strength, and discipline. Be even tempted, tempted, be even tempered, content with second place, quick to forgive an offense, forget, forgive as quickly and completely as the master forgave you. And regardless of what else you put on, 
Wear love. It is your basic, all-purpose garment. Never be without it. Let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other, in step with each other. None of this going off and doing your own thing. <coughs> and cultivate thankfulness. Let the word of Christ, the message, have the run of the house. Give it plenty of room in your lives. Instruct and direct one another using good common sense and sing. Sing your hearts out to the Lord. Let every detail in your life, wow, I can't see. Let every detail in your lives, words, actions, whatever, be done in the name of the Master Jesus, thanking God the Father every step of the way. Um, when we've been praying and stuff, um, we kind of came back to the scripture again and looked at Acts 2, where we were for how many months? <laughs> they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, the teaching of the word, and the fellowship, just interacting and supporting and encouraging one another, the breaking of bread, to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and wonder, many awe, and many wonders were performed. The believers were together, had things in common. They shared their property. They shared their possession. They shared their journeys. Um, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. We gather in big groups, and we celebrate, and we praise the Lord, and it's been vibrant praise here. This place has been filled with just vibrant praise. And they meet in their ho homes, and they break bread together. It's just this intimacy of walking as family, and I don't know about your family, but that's what we desire to do in our family. Um, and the Lord added to their number daily. If I reflect and take a minute to just reflect on our lives and our family life, there's been so many times through our lives where the Lord has used all different things to correct, to rebuke, to build up, to encourage, to speak, to fill us with truth, to remind us of his presence, to fill us with his spirit. And sometimes it's come through prayer. We've been on a prayer team, I'd say probably... Half the time we go up for prayer ourselves. <laughs> Sometimes it comes through that song of worship. Sometimes it comes through the truth being declared. And I think for every person here, it's probably something different every Sunday. Our needs are all different. But just to keep pressing into all those things and embracing all those things, and I, that's just, I just feel like that's what I long for. I feel like that's what Moran had. I think COVID has kind of thrown a big twist into us. And I, I think of that verse that says, who threw you off track? Um, at that time, they were talking about following the law, but we're kind of, are we following the world's ways? What, what distracted us? Because I think we were on track. It felt like the spirit was moving when you were here. I, I haven't been here as long as some of you, but something's, something's disrupted that, and the enemy wants to use it for evil. And God did, did God desires to use it for good. And so we're going to come a new intimacy through this. We're going to come to a new place, and we pray for the leadership. You guys weigh things. We pray the Lord will speak very clearly, and you'll have complete unity amongst you. All right, I'm Jeremiah Conley, and um, 
the Lord was just talking to me about perseverance, you know. So, um, you know, I lost my father in May. He was killed in a car accident tragically. So um, I just wanted to share that with you guys. And, you know, Rampart, the time is now. So the Lord's saying the time is now. So. See if I can get this right. Can you hear me okay? Okay. What my Heavenly Father is impressing on me is, pardon? Oh, I'm sorry. Patricia Akama. People call me Trisha. Um, what God has been impressing on me is Britain is, is gone, but the Holy Spirit is not. He's been, Britain has been, yeah. The Holy Spirit, uh, Britain has been called to another place. Um, we're here. So the Bible, he, verse he's given me is Isaiah 43, which says, But now, thus says Adonai, the one who created you, the one who formed you, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, or through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. For I am Adonai, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I have given Egypt as your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba as your place. Since you are precious in my eyes, honored, because I love you, I will give a man in exchange for you and other peoples for your life. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who's called by my name, whom I created for my glory, I formed him. Yes, I made him. And so we are here for a purpose, and that's to honor him. Morning. My name is Patrick Weiss. Um, as I prayed into this this week, the Lord kind of put two words uh, one was obedience and one was growth. And I, I think that, you know, it's a, a, a recognition of mourning of what was, but also a celebration of the obedience of what the Lord has called this place and us to, to come into. Um, and I think what he is calling us into is growth, a season of growth, not in numbers, but in intimacy and connection with him. And th this... You know, it's a celebration of obedience because this word has been years in the making from the leadership and the standpoint. Five plus years, the Lord said, I'm going to take away the professionalism and I'm going to insert myself into that. And, and so that is kind of that celebration of, of that, of that obedience and walking in that of what we're doing now. And then he spoke to the idea of growth. And the idea that to grow is uncomfortable. Um, and so I just want to encourage in that as we grow, as we point to him, that it is uncomfortable, but that it's important and that a lot of good will come out of it. So. Hi, family. My name's Kelly. Um, God just impressed on me to share as I was sitting here um, about 
uh, worship. And there was a time that I um, sat down to worship the Lord myself, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me, are you here for me or, or are you here for you? And I think so many times, especially in America, we like come to get this experience that we make it about us. And we want to have this special feeling. And it's good to want to have a feeling of intimacy with God. But if we came here on Sundays simply for the purpose of praising God, would that not be enough? And we, I think, especially with COVID and everything that's happened, it's like, why we think, well, why should I go to church? Maybe why, why should I stay at Moran Park? Or we're thinking a lot about us. And God is like, am I not simply worthy of you meeting here to praise me? Um, and so I just felt impressed to share that by the Holy Spirit. And so thank you, guys. I'm a little nervous. I'm already over that. Um, well, you've you've already been over. We've been here. We've been here for eight years, and the word has been preached, and. Okay. Anyway, we've been here eight years, and what I, I have really loved is the preaching of the word here. It's been so great, and uh, all week through prayer, these words kept coming back to me. Uh, Matthew twenty four thirty five, um, heaven and earth will pass away, but our my word will not pass away. enjoy. Um, at the beginning of this week, I saw, on Monday, I saw this vision of a revolving door when I was praying for Moran Park, and I was like, oh, that's not very encouraging. Like, what do I do with that? And I said it to a few people and was like, oh, maybe the Lord will reveal more throughout the week. And every day that I prayed, I saw a new person, like, fly out of the revolving door, like, running into the harvest field, just, like, so excited for what the Lord had for them. Um, and then there were more and more people. Like, every time I prayed, I kept coming back to that vision. Um, and then this morning as I was praying, the Lord brought Isaiah 55 to mind. Um, I'm just going to read verses 8 through the end. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall break forth into singing and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress, instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle, and it shall make a name for the Lord, an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. And I feel like the Lord was specifically saying that we shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace, and that we shall be like eagerly expectant for what the Lord has, because he has really good and beautiful things for us, and so just to be really excited for what that is. My name is Grace Van Slambrook. Um, 
I'm just going to repeat more of what's already been said, but I think that's testament to the spirit and not just being repetitive. So um, to bounce off what Pat was saying about growth, um, the Lord reminded me when I was praying this week of a word he gave me back in February when I was praying for Moran Park, and the word itself was expansion, and I got a very strong sense that that was not in numbers and it wasn't in what we think of in the church as growth. Um, but that, like, kind of like Pat was saying, um, that it's more like repotting a plant. It can grow in the old soil, but it will probably be slow. But if you give it fresh soil with new nutrients and more room, it will first go through shock. If you've ever repotted a plant, it looks like it's going to die <laughs> right after you pot it. And then... It breathes and it comes to life and it has all the food that it needs in the new soil and it can grow. Um, and yeah, again, the sense wasn't in number, but like in intimacy and in good fruit. Um, yeah, so he reminded me of that. And then just something in our household that has been important for us that was put on my heart this morning is um, at one point Jesus is saying like I'm gonna go prepare a place for you and and then you can come find me and his disciples are like well how how do we know how do we know how to get there and he doesn't give them like instructions or directions he says I'm the way I am the truth and and like we've been saying he's the goal and he's not coordinates where we have turn left, turn right, go here, go there. But when you're seeking him, he shows the way. He is the way. Um, and so just to reiterate, he is the way. He's not a means to an end. He's the end. Um, and that's what we should seek after. family. Um, my name's Ben Cole. As I was praying, I saw a tower go up and then swirling clouds, um, dark and ominous and all that, which reminded me of Tower of Babel. People in their own self, their idea of what it meant to follow, to be cool, to be good, to be like the most important was we're going to build our own city. It's going to be big and awesome. We're going to build a tower up to the sky and we're going to be like God. Um, obviously, that's a bad idea. Um, but we often do that. We try and gather as many people and build the biggest building that we can. And our goal is to make ourselves known and our tower bigger. And similar to what Grace said, I'm not here to say anything new, but to echo because that's a testament of the spirit working. Um, God's response to Genesis 11 is Genesis 12. Um, and God doesn't rally the troops. Thousands descend. Angel, he says to one man, through you, I will bless the nations. And through you, all the, all the world will know about me. And he continues through that one man. And so it's not a rally call for all, all hands on deck, blah, 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 blah. We're going to get it. It's a call for one man to be faithful. And he works through that one man. And so gathered here, we have more than one man. But God speaks the same to you um, rather than big, huge, tall building. Well, I don't need to recap it. The Lord will speak. Okay, um, so I, Grace, something that Grace shared just um, reminded me of a picture of the Lord. Um, 
had shared, so actually I didn't have it, a girlfriend had it about a year ago for Moran, and she had a garden, one of those raised garden beds, and she was walking her yard praying, and she felt like the Lord told her to look at it, and she had a bunch of really tall tomato plants that had big tomatoes on them, and it it was a really full, very full garden bed, and he said, "Um, when you look at it, what do you see? And she said, I see the fruit amazing and he said now I want you to go over there and pull the plants apart and she did and there was some rot happening at the roots because it was so full that the air couldn't get through and he told her (laughs) to share that with me and say this is what I'm doing at Moran I am making room for my spirit and um and I will be pulling out plants that are rotten because I want the whole plant to be healthy not just the top and, um, and I don't want you to think about the fruit and how we're losing fruit because the point of me doing this to my church is that it would bear more fruit. And it's going to cost some fruit in order to bear more fruit. And I prune so that you may bear more fruit. I have more for you, Moran. So don't mourn. <laughs> I mean, it hurts. I know that it hurts. I know that it hurts. It hurts when we lose people, and it hurts. It's just hard. But the Lord is doing something, and we trust him and his faithfulness because he is so faithful to us, Moran. He is so faithful to us. If anything I learned this week, it is that. He is so good, and he has been with us this whole time, and he has not left us. Whoever said that, I agree with you. The Spirit is here. He has not left the building. This was not a place where... The sheep were all gathered on the shepherd's back and the shepherd left and we all scatter. That is not here because Jesus is our shepherd and he is here. And he is so faithful to us. And so if you walk away with anything today, hear that. Amen. Um, so I felt like I was supposed to share this this morning and I wasn't sure when. And when Stacy shared, then I thought it was the right time. But I was running back in December um, and praying for Moran, and I kind of just didn't even want to pray because I felt so sad, and I was kind of mourning what was going on. Um, and I remember just praying and saying, like, Lord, I don't really want to pray. It feels like a funeral. And I really felt like the Lord at that time impressed upon me, do not speak against what I'm doing even though you don't understand it. So that was the first thing. Um, and secondly, things have to die so they can live. So the verse that I want to read is, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. So I think it's clear through everything that's been said today, like, we get to come and die. And God is doing something new here. And yes, we're going to go through that time that feels, it feels yuck. You know, we're mourning, and that's okay. But what God is doing is going to be amazing. Um, So I was hesitant to share this, but with everyone who is coming into the same spiritual connection here, the Spirit led me to say this after I listened to Stacey, and now, um, I'm sorry, I don't know who you are, (laughs) I just spoke, um, Hope. Uh, The Lord said so clearly to me, um, I am rising up teachers and prophets in this place. And they are coming in my time. 
our time is different than God's. We, we think and we want at our own speed, but we need to be faithful and wait on the Lord. And be willing to let go of what we think we know and listen to the Holy Spirit. So I want to encourage you. This is not a time of sadness, but this is a time of rejoicing. So be encouraged. Something the Lord was really impressing on my heart this week was that he was going to use unlikely people in unlikely places to speak into where we're currently at as a family. And I remember when I first came to Rand Park eight years ago and I was sitting in these pews thinking, I don't have a voice here. Like my, what the Lord says to me, like I'm not hearing the Lord. He doesn't speak to me. And I just want to speak to those of you who are sitting in the pew right now and you're thinking, I think the Lord might be saying something. I'm not totally sure that you are qualified. Like if you follow Jesus, you're a part of this family and your voice matters and we want to hear it. And so if you're sitting in the pew and you didn't come up and share this morning and something's impressed on your heart, please email elders at moranpark.org. They want to hear from you um, and you're a part of this family if you follow Jesus. So I just want to remind you guys of that this morning. Um, I'm going to pray for us as we go out. Jesus, thank you for this family. Thank you that your spirit has not left us. God, thank you that we get to go forth in joy. Jesus, thank you that you prune us and you kill what's not bearing fruit so that we can bear more. God, we speak life into this place. We speak life into this family. God, we, we just speak that you will bear fruit here. God, we celebrate what you're doing and we are expectant of what you have yet to do. God, help us to return to you as our first love. As we go out this week, God, I pray that we would give you our whole hearts, that we would grieve with you, that we would mourn with you, that we would learn to lament with you, God, that you would bring us to truth, and that we would be expectant of what you have yet to do. Jesus, you want our whole hearts, you want all of us, and you want us to find you before we find the answers. And so, God, um, bring us as a family back into your heart first. As we go out this week, send us out into your heart and then into the harvest. In Jesus' name, amen. Go in peace, Moran Park.